This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. Hey guys, welcome back to Gilme Talks Wrestling. I hope everyone's doing a banger of a week right now in London, Ontario, Canada. It's a big old freaking windstorm, but here's the thing, guys. In all honesty, I have been loving wrestling lately, whether it's Impact, WWE, AEW, MLW, New Japan, with the Jay White saga. Jay White, not ever wrestling for new japan again oh my goodness where is he gonna end up is it aew is it wwe i have been all over the wrestling board some people say he's coming in as uncle howdy some people say he's going to aew some people say he's going to nxt some people say a he's going to go all around the indies I have heard other Japanese promotions are have interest in Jay White, but I think he's North American bound. And seeing him live at Smash Wrestling, he was damn good then, and he's just gotten better and better since. So the Jay White saga is uh, to be determined right now, and we're just going to have to wait and find out about that one. The Elimination Chamber was last week. Actually, it was on Saturday this week. For those on the Patreon listening Monday and on the public feed on Tuesday. Let's just see. All right. I actually watch, have been watching WWE lately. It's I've been really enjoying the product again. The Bloodline storyline. Story Sami Zayn, who I wasn't a fan of previously to the Bloodline storyline. I was more of an El Generico fan. And I wasn't a big fan of Sami Zayn being the conspiracy guy, just going lower and lower on the card, when I knew he was better than that. And he's the main event guy right now in WWE. Whether they want to say Cody is as a Rumble winner or Roman Reigns as 900-plus day champion, it's WWE is interesting again. But let's just go through the Elimination Chamber results. Asuka winning the Women's Elimination Chamber. I loved her entrance. I think that match was basically to boost Asuka. And everyone who was a participant came off better for it. Whether it was Rachel Rodriguez having to still look strong, getting taken out by two of the most badass women in WWE right now with the super kicks and just got kicked down. Like <laughs> Young Buck style kicking by Carmella and Asuka, which was very, very cool. I really enjoyed this match. Uh, Liv Morgan did amazing. Everyone in that match was fantastic. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. I like how Brock Lesnar went for, for the DQ. He knew he was going, if Bobby Lashley connected his finisher, that would have been, a, a, he would have been done. Nobody gets out, 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 out of that. So Brock Lesnar did the back kick in the nuts and got disqualified. Edge and Beth Phoenix defeats Judgment Day. That was very cool. I enjoyed the match, the story, everything going on on there. 
I'm a huge Finn Balor and Edge fan. And seeing Beth Phoenix back in WWE is just cool. And her and Rhea Ripley are just... Now, let's talk about the Theory winning the Men's Elimination Chamber for the United States Championship. Going into this match, I thought it was actually, actually kind of ridiculous that... Roman was not in the Elimination Chamber, putting up one of his titles before WrestleMania. But with Austin Theory in there, they gave it a much different dynamic. Showed off the mid-card guys, which I really enjoyed. Bronson Reed was very cool seeing, seeing him in there. Johnny Gargano, watching Seth Rollins mix it up with people who he's never touched before. I really enjoyed that match. I did not enjoy Austin Theory retaining because I thought it would be a better storyline angle if he would have been going back for the belt at WrestleMania, have a quick little feud over 40 days, but who knows, who knows, I don't write for WWE, <laughs> I, and I'm just getting back into the product, so I I'm liking what I'm seeing from Austin Austin Theory. And Roman Reigns defeating Sami Zayn. If you have not watched this match, go watch this match. Lots of emotion, lots of smaz finishes, lots of multiple referees and Jimmy and Jay coming out and then Kevin Owens coming out at the very end to save save Sami. That was very cool. I enjoyed it. Roman Reigns does keep the title, though, and it is what it is. It's Roman Reigns keeping the title for WrestleMania, and he is going to go against Cody Rhodes, and I think on one night it'll be Cody Rhodes, and the next night, Sami Zayn, and I can see him losing back-to-back -back nights. That's just my thing, though. Um, the And I just got to say about the crowd at the Bell Center in Montreal, Oh my god. <laughs> that crowd had gave Sami Zayn a five and a half minutes standing ovation. It was I don't even think WWE knew what to do with that. Cause they just kept doing crowd shot after crowd shot after crowd shot. And it was just very, very cool. Now, um I really enjoyed Elimination Chamber this time. I've been watching the WWE pay per view. Some of them I've enjoyed, some of them I haven't. But this one I did really, really enjoy. Um, let's go on to AEW Dynamite results for February 15th, 2023. Mark Briscoe winning over Josh Woods. I want to talk about this match because this showed what Mark Briscoe can do. And Mark Briscoe is now all elite. So whether we're going to see him more on Ring of Honor as I don't even know what they're doing with the tag belts. He's still the tag team champion, but... Well, Jay passed, so rest in it, uh, peace, Jay. So that'll be interesting to see. Now, I love that match. It showed off Mark Briscoe and what he could do. It was very, very cool. MJF was all over the show. I think it was a little too much. Uh, they had a talking segment by Adam Cole and also Wardlow. Adam Cole, very cool. Wardlow was, it threw me off. But I did enjoy it. It wasn't what I, I was expecting. Uh, Ring of Honor six-man tag champion 
Brian Cage, one member of the six-man team versus Jack Perry or Jungle Boy. A guy who I think in a few years is going to be the AEW champ, flat out. I think he's going. To, he has champion material written all over him. And that was a great match. Jack, Jack, Jack Perry won. Um, there was the Hangman Page versus Kip Sabian match. I didn't in, enjoy that one. Was a little short, but and the Hangman, Hangman won. Very, very cool match. Tony Storm, Ruby Soho, and Britt Baker had a three-way, and that one was that one was the main event of the show, but and it was good. Told a told a great great storyline. Some was was a, was a good match. I genuinely think this one should have been the main event. Uh, John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli. Versus Roosh and Preston Vance. I, I I really enjoy Preston Vance, Vance works. I think he has a huge, huge upside. And I keep picking him for the Swa Wars draft. So I'm hoping he does he, he does something. But John Mock, it, it was a Texas tor, tor, uh, tornado match in Laredo, Texas. Which was very, very cool. I enjoyed it because it just started out of nowhere. And just started in the crowd, and it was. If you don't know what a tornado tag match is, it's um, all four men can fight at the same time. No disqualifications, no craziness, no anything like that. So, what happened there was, um, Moxie was bleeding. You weapons were involved. Everything you can possibly think of, Claudio was using a chain wrapped around his fist, just demolishing people, which was very cool. And Roosh and Preston Vance showed their own. It was very, uh, it was a great match. Preston Vance was bleeding all over the place, and Moxley is Moxley, so he steps between the ropes, he starts bleeding. <laughs> I think that was pretty cool. Preston Vance was very, was very, very good in that match. I think he... I think he deserves more TV time. And on to Impact Wrestling. And Impact was... Doo -doo 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 -doo. There we go, not loading. Uh, the pre-show was George Iceman talked about Johnny Swinger's road to 50 wins and that Sicky Dice picked a former WCW and WWE star that would get Swinger his first win. That was the pre-show. Uh, Diana Perrazzo defeated Steph DeLander, which was a pretty good match. I'm actually enjoying, um, and then at the end, Giselle Shaw attacked Perrazzo after the match, which tried to spill a bowl of chili on Perrazzo. Perrazzo ducked and Shaw hit Jai Vidal instead because it's Impact, Impact Wrestling. And they do crazy things at, at times, but I'm really enjoying enjoying Impact, so I think you guys should really check check this out. Um, Impact wasted no time this week playing Chris Bay's music right right away, and it was Chris Bay with H Ace Ace Austin versus Kushida with the Motor City Machine Guns. Kushida won. It was a great match. Kushida made play. Bay looked like a million bucks, and the only got beat due Kushida's experience. 
Uh, Kushida used his technical expertise to floor Bay early on, leading to Bay backing off and asking for a test of strength. Kushida went to work over the arm, hitting it with knees and strikes, setting it up for the hoverboard lock. Kushida continued to make Bay pay, attacking the arm over and over again. And during the match, the announcers were putting over Kenta, debuting at No Surrender as a big deal. And this is awesome. Kenta is great, and I'm very happy Impact will, will highlight high him as such. Because Kenta is a great talent. Um, Steve Macklin, Macklin defeated Rhino. Oh, and if you want to, want to listen to a podcast with Steve Macklin, go check out Straight Talk Red wrestling he recently had him on the show and rhino i love rhino rhino is a great a great guy met him numerous times always a nice guy and he is just there to kind of put people over now make them look good uh and then the part of the show that they went to back backstage with Gia Miller was with Masha Slamovich. Slamovich spoke in Russian saying that they were going to send a message to Mickey James tonight by crushing Alicia Edwards. And then Zicky Dice, former Kill Me Talks guest, announced that he found an opponent for Swinger and that had had a worse record than they had and out walked Barry Horowitz. Horowitz. It was not the greatest match, but I loved it because it was funny, horrible. And then the Kiss Demon came out and distracted Swinger. Horwitz put on an abdominal stretch on Swinger and rolled back into a pinfall. And that was very cool. And then Eddie Eddie Edwards defeats Heath because it was a good, good match. And my man, PCO, appeared behind Edwards and started beating him up, hitting a scorpion death drop, but Edwards rolled out of the wing to avoid the top rope senton. And I, I, I love PCO. Masha Slamovich defeated Alicia Edwards. This was what it should have been with Slamovich crushing Ed, Edwards, making Slamovich look really strong. And then Rich Swan defeated Kenny King in an excellent main, ma- main event. Um, Impact was bookmarked by two very good matches, and this was one of King's best performance in his Impact run, along with the pit fight. Swan showed that he was ready for Zosh Alexander at the No S- Surrender pay-per-view by hitting some chops and kicks to dominate King in the early part of the match. I really, really enjoyed that one. It was a good episode of Impact this week. Two great matches and some decent advancement of angles leading into the No Surrender pay-per-view. I would watch the Slamovich match on this one and Barry Horowitz and Johnny Swinger just because that one was amazing. Hey guys, and now we are going to talk all about AEW Rampage this week. Because it had one of the craziest trios matches I have seen for the the AEW trios tag titles. The Elite, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson, Jackson the last two of the Young Bucks. Versus A.R. Fox, Darius Martin, and Dante Martin. The last two are from Top Air Flight. I think both of these trios are amazing. They're great. I absolutely love watching them. And But this match was 
insane. They had a basketball because this one was called, let me see if I can get this one, Rampage Slam Dunk. So they used a basketball during a match and it was about 14, 14 minutes. And when they weren't using the basketball, I enjoyed the match. When they were using the basketball, it was weird because, and um, I don't think it was at the same level of the recent Dynamite match because they had the the basketball going around and that kind of stuff. But after the match, the lights in the building went black. Malachi and Brody King were standing on the ramp with some headgear on. The lights briefly went out and then House of Black were gone and that was it. I think it was a warning that the House of Black is coming after the Elite soon. And it's probably going to be a match at Re Revolution. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, the Guns were interviewed by Lexi Nair about the Fatal 4-Way team. The Acclaimed were in it. And then the other two guys winning it from uh, uh, the Battle Royal coming up. I think the winners of the battle, the two winners of the Battle Royal are going to be Top Flight and Butcher. Pardon me. Uh, Butcher and the Blade. But that's just my, my my opinion. Because the Blade got a brand new look. I think he's going to do well. And new look, new gear, new everything. He looks good. Um, then Stark. Then it was Darren, Daniel Garcia versus Ricky Starks. Ricky Stark wins. And it was a good match. I really enjoyed it. It was Daniel Garcia and Ricky Starks. But... I think Ricky Starks did, did did a good job selling the knee, being able to overcome it and get the win clean. Uh, Garcia didn't get that much offense then, but the story feels similar to the Brian, Dana Bryan MJF story where Bryan kept winning matches to get the title match, while in this case, it's Starks getting wins to get another match against Jericho. Which is fine, it's just not the most interesting story I think, but... And then post... Post-match, Sammy Guevara showed up saying he doesn't ask for much, but he wants a match with action and ready. Sammy said he's going to beat his ass, and Jericho a applauded that. A video aired previewing Evil Uno facing John Moxley on Dynamite next week. I am so looking forward to this match because Evil Uno, I don't think he's been used uh, very well in AEW. And Uno had some confidence saying he'll bring respect to the Dark Order. Uno said Moxley will, will respect him. And I picked Moxley to win. But I think that Evil Uno is going to look very good in that match going forward. It'll bring him to the next level. If the Evil Uno that I've seen all over the, the Indies shows up. And I think that's, that's what's going to happen. Hey guys, I just want to take a moment out of the show to talk to you about a friend of mine. Owner of 21st Century Physique, Robert Cole Stinson. He is a sports and fitness instructor, online strength and mass coach. He's an online weight loss coach and I have seen his results personally. I have known the guy for five years. He is a legit dude, straightforward 
and he just wants to help you meet your fitness goals, no matter what they are. For me, being 42 and beat up, he can help me a lot, and I believe he can really help you guys too. Go give him a look on Instagram, RC underscore Stinson, S-T-I-N-S-O-N. Guys, he promotes real food, real workouts, and back to our regularly scheduled show. Uh, Jade Cargo match. Jade Cargo is 52-0 going into this match. Jade toss fixing around the ring. Jade with a pump kick and Jade is slammed for the pinfall and wins in less than one minute. Another squash by Cargill and she's now 53-0. This match I really enjoyed. Um, it was Swerve Strickland with Parker Boudreaux versus Dustin Rhodes. No idea what Trench was though. He was missing during the match. And this one was winner by disqualification, Dustin Rhodes, because Parker Boudreaux just went in, into the match. And it's a rare DQ finish to an AEW match. And I like how they did the DQ before Brock Lesnar did. I just love how they kind of beat it, beat him to the punch. It DQs don't happen much in AEW, but it's a way to further this story and build another match. I love how Dustin sold really well with the blood loss. Swerve was really aggressive, which a man his size when he's in, because Dustin Rhodes is like six foot four and 250 pounds. He is a big dude, and I think that Swerve Strickland is a star, and that this is just going to make him even better. And then what I enjoyed, Keith Lee appeared with a new look. Gray hair, no more dyed hair, black, none of that stuff. Welcome back, Keith Lee. It was not a clean exchange of moves, but I'm assuming we get Lee against Swerve at the Revolution pay-per-view on March 5th. It makes sense to do it. But I think I want to see Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes versus Swerve and Parker Boudreaux with Trench coming out making the save for Swerve and Parker to win. I think that would be great and on this guy stars of the show the elite number two ricky starks swerve strickland i disagree with this one but i think that this was a much better effort last week than some of the recent rampage shows that's why i'm actually bringing it up if it wasn't that good i wouldn't talk about it i don't like to be negative ever so um and but the women's division didn't had one minute. In a 55-minute show or one hour on TV, the women's division gets one minute, and it's Jade Cargill. I would have rather seen a Sky Blue versus Layla Gray or something like that. I am personally, I think Jade Cargill needs to lose sooner than later. I'm hoping she loses at Rev Revolution to one of the baddies and then make her get her title back. And now I'm going to talk about last Friday's SmackDown because I just realized I didn't cover SmackDown or Monday Night Raw. So I just covered the Elimination Chamber. Well, SmackDown started out with uh, Sami Zayn and Seeking Retribution at the Chamber, which I already talked about. But let's talk about some of the other stuff. Uh, this match, Shotzi and Natalia versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. 
Um, Ronda Bowsey and Zena Baszler won. Um, Shachi signed early, drawing a strong crowd reaction into the break when Natalia was a clear fan favorite because they were in Montreal. They did everything it this did everything it needed to do and help present the heroes as a legitimate threat in the tag division that needed needs stars and renewed focus. I think that uh, this one, the Montreal audience greeting Natalia with a big pop just one night before she competes in, in the chamber was probably the highlight of this match for me. Uh, the same crowd, crowd showered Rousey with chance of you can't wrestle. I don't, I don't think she can't wrestle. I think she's not taking it as seriously as she once did. But also, and Shotzi wiped out Rousey and Baszler, making her look strong. Ballsy Badass delivered a DDT on the ring apron, wiping Ronda Rousey out, out in, in a spot that went far better Friday night than it did last November at the Survivor Series. Bray Wyatt, when he challenged Brazen WrestleMania challenge. You're welcome, Montreal, Wyatt said, following his in in interruption of the rap segment. Tomorrow night, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, whichever walks out alive, whichever is a victor, you should run. So he's calling out Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. I think that's going to be a three-way match for WrestleMania, guys. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus versus the Viking Raiders with Valhalla. Sarah Logan, if you don't really know. Uh, McIntyre and Sheamus defeated the Viking Raiders. Um, the top moments of the match was Sheamus delivered a massive crucifix bombs from the middle rope to Ivar. Um, Eric attempted to counter a bro kick into a power bomb, but failed. Still, he saved the spot and delivered the move anyway. Uh, McIntyre flew through the air, wiping the heels out to the floor, and Valhalla, of course provided a distraction that led to a near fall. Liv Morgan versus Asuka. Asuka submitting Liv Morgan. So Liv Morgan got submitted and then she passed out in in the in the in the chamber but uh, cross appeared out from out of nowhere and at one point sat directly on commentary Wade, commentator Wade Barrett's lap at another she asked Michael Cole if he could be her friend. Uh, Morgan delivered Oblivion from the middle rope for a two count. By marriage, I'm better than you at your job, Carmella told Barrett, referencing to her husband, Corey Graves. And that it was a pretty good ma match, and then all hell broke loose after that. But Asuka and Morgan cleared the ring, standing tall ahead of their opportunity to earn a shot at Bianca Belair's Raw Women's Championship, which they did do. Uh, I see Intercontinental Championship match. Madcap Moss versus Gunther. Can't believe I'm missing this. Why are we still referring to Moss as Madcap? I don't know. Uh, Gunther defeats Moss. Cole wrongly stated that this was Ma Moss's first title opportunity. Moss is a former WWE 24-7 champion, and while that shouldn't count, it kind of does. It's a retired title, so who knows? Who knows? Gunther kicked out of the punchline a moment Barrett put over very strongly as a big deal. And the Montreal fans chanted Ole in anticipation of Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's homecoming. 
grade. This is graded A+. You could see the emotion on Sami Zayn's face as soon as he walked in. You could. Uh, he returned to Montreal in the closing segments of Friday's shows to an ovation as loud as any in recent memory. Emotion painted his face as the fan greeted his, him with the Ole chant. An ode to his, his El Generico char character, then transitioned to chants of Sammy. For minutes, he stood in the center of the ring, choking in the moment as the fans rained down on him with a deafening show of appreciation and love. I wish I was there. I am honestly loving Sami Zayn lately. When he finally spoke, he explained, exclaimed that it was Roman Reigns at the elim Elimination Chamber. It was short, it was sweet, it was fantastic, I loved it. In an era in which deserved is regularly thrown around, Zayn, Zayn is it. He deserves this. He's eight years WWE, many more on the indie scenes. Um, he deserved the moment here and Saturday night. One of the best wrestlers on the roster and one of the most beloved performers of his generation, whether I'm a big fan of his or not. It's true. This is everything that should be and more. If you are a fan of professional wrestling and are not excited for Elimination Chamber events after this, nothing from WWE will get you there. Chance of you deserve it and... This Zane wearing the emotion on his face was absolutely amazing. It was. It was truly amazing. And I loved it. And Monday Night Raw after the Elimination Chamber. When Zane, Zane, Zane did lose. He did. But he came out and wanted to have a heart-to-heart -heart with Kevin Owens. And Owens called him a failure. And the only reason he was there was so his family didn't have to see what the bloodline did to Owens. And then, yeah, there was a match with Corbin. It was a good match. It was a back-and-forth match. but And you could see once Sammy had the shirt off, it was painful, painful to see. And, yeah, that's it. It was... You can see the bruises, you can see the welts, you can see everything on him. And Musta Ali versus Dolph Ziggler was a good match. It was a surprise, Ali was stunned. Now, let's go back to this. The notable moments of this match were Ali's Tron graphics were very cool. The way Ali countered the Famouser looked great, and Ziggler is just one of those guys who seems like he was born to be a pro wrestler. Everything he does in the ring has a purpose. He should be on TV all the time in bigger storylines more often than he does. That's my opinion. I, I, I love Ziggler. I always have. I think he's great. But that's the, that's the thing. No one knows. No one knows why he's not on TV more often. Uh, Cody Rhodes came to the ring for a promo, but he was quickly interrupted by Paul Heyman after this, who had a neck brace on to sell the attack he took on Saturday from Kevin Owens. The Rise Man got under Rhodes' skin a bit by bring, bringing his family into it. The American Nightmare warned Reigns not to send Heyman to speak to him again and said he would see him soon. The next match featured Oscar taking on one of the women from the Elimination Chamber, Ricky Cross. 
But as they were preparing to get started, Bianca Belair's music hit. He danced down the ringside area so she could watch the match in person. Asuka had a huge smile on her face the whole time. The match was aggressive and saw both women take and deliver some stiff strikes. These two had worked together for several years and have had some great encounters. So they have a lot of chemistry as opponents. And I would like to see Asuka and Nikki Cross more. And then Asuka applied the trademark submission to get the win. But Cross still had a maniacal face, uh, smile on her face when as she gave up. Winner, Asuka. The sound of Asuka kicking the ring, ring post was loud because of the hollow LED setup they use now. It actually makes it sound more painful too. Um, Asuka and Cross are both supposed to be unhinged characters, but they do it in completely different ways. Horman is still focused on the latter, and while the latter seems all over the place, being Nikki Cross. It was a DDT from the middle rope that looked like it was supposed to be a superplex before they adjusted because Cross wasn't going to make it all the way over. It, if they adjusted on the fly, they did a great job. The Miz versus Seth Rollins. Winner, winner was Seth Rollins. It was a good match. Uh, the Miz and Maurice had a backstage segment where the A-lister was handed an envelope. She seemed excited about the contents, but said he wouldn't reveal it yet. The Miz was sent over to the announce desk by a dropkick. The whole thing looked awesome, awesome because the Miz is great at. He's great at selling and reacting. He always, always has been. It always looks so much more painful when someone hits a turnbuckle chest first instead of turning their back into it, which is becoming more and more of a thing lately. There was an awkward moment when they were trading pins and Rollins had to adjust so Miz's shoulders actually touched the mat. And it was overall a very good match. Um, and yeah. Then Chad Gable versus Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed won. He had a very good, uh, good segment. Um, Otis might be the only person who can make this whole Magnum male model thing work on TV. He is just funny enough to be great at great at that. Gable being able to lift Reed off the mat even for a sec second was an impressive display of power. The fact that he actually got him up for a German suplex is nuts. Because Bronson Reed is 330 pounds, he did lose, but when when it just was a great match. I I really enjoyed it. Now Austin Theory versus Edge for the U.S. title. This one was a good match. Um, and Elias came out to try try to issue a challenge for WrestleMania, but he was quickly taken out by Bobby Lashley. The Almighty then gave a quick promo directed at Brock Lesnar. WWE built up the match between Edge and Theory throughout the night with a few interviews, so this felt slightly bigger than the usual mid-card title belt on Raw. They were given the last 25 minutes of the show, so they had plenty of time to tell a story. Edge was looking to win his first title since returning, while Theory was looking to take down a living legend after retaining the title inside the chamber on Saturday. This was all about the up-and-coming young star versus the grizzled veteran. The rated R superstar used wits to keep the upper hand hand for the opening minutes, but Theory had the speed and power advantage, so he was able to keep himself in the fight without looking like he was having a having his butt handed to him. They did, did a great job making this a competitive match that followed a logical progression from start to finish. Edge is a pro at this kind of thing, but 
his opponent was doing good work too. Finn Balor ended up interfering towards the end, allowing Theory to hit his finisher for the win. The crowd erupted in boos as the Judgment Day leader kept attacking the Rated R Superstar. Uh, Edge getting a huge, huge pop in Canada is as reliable as a Swiss, Swiss watch. <laughs> uh, the way, yeah, it's Edge in Canada. He's going to get, yeah. Um, what was not mentioned was when Austin Theory took a hard, hard bump on the floor during the first commercial break and then kept uh, going. I thought he would, something genuinely happened there. Uh, the counter used to, that edge you to hit the power bomb when Theory tried to slingshot him into the ring was an awesome spot. Theory tried to hit a monkey flip and the veteran landed on his feet like it was nothing. That's the kind of thing we expect from Kofi Kingston, not Edge. It was cool because it was unexpected. Now, a couple things about Gear Me Talks Wrestling, guys. You can get it early on the Patreon. This is what I'm going to pretty much do once a, once a week because I want to get back into wrestling. I want to get back into reviewing stuff. Talking with Tom is coming back in the regular way for the indie shows. But I love doing this kind of review stuff. And if you want to see more like this, go check out patreon.com slash Talks and subscribe there. It's only five bucks US to, uh, to, uh, to start there and then it goes up to 10 and then 25 for the merch tier, I believe. I do have the three tiers set up set up right now. Maybe more to come. I, I really don't know. I'm just starting that out. If you want to do a one-time donation, go to my link tree. I do have a coffee... Uh, coffee app there if you just want to support the show one time that's the way to do it uh, if you want some of my sponsors to if you want to support the sponsors who sponsor me go check out ghost jewels on instagram link is in the bio there that's in the belfryart.com for any commissions that you need as you heard halfway through the show rc stinchin and 21st century physique Go check that out. And doing fine kitchens. If you are ever in London, Ontario, and you want a good good lunch, go check them out. They're right inside Dundas and Sons Brewing, which will be amazing. They have fantastic beer. I love their stout. And if you wanna wanna help out the show, not monetarily, go check out all the podcast apps I'm on, guys. Pick one, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, SoundOn, Boomplay, whichever one, and just find out how to rate and review the show. Give me a five-star review, guys. I love seeing them. I already got a couple on Apple. They're old, but and it's just a free way to help out the show. Gets Gilme Talks up the ratings a little bit more. And I absolutely appreciate you taking that 30 seconds. I genuinely say thank you very very much if you want to see any listen to any shows like uh, like mine go check out the oiw podcast network i'm a i am the creator i am the pod father there i'm also on the johnners network and john has been doing some amazing things on the uk side man i am so proud of that guy i am truly truly happy for john because he's living his dream right now he is progress wrestling's mean gene and it's so cool to see him uh, doing that what else i got oh yeah 
and the socials go check out Gilmi on all the socials i'm on hive facebook instagram twitter uh reactivating my linkedin account i'm on pinterest i'm on all, all the socials out there some of them i'm trying to figure out like tumblr i have no idea what tumblr and reddit are but remember guys i'm 42 years old and what i'm having real a uh, huge ton of fun doing tiktok at Gilmi. i'm having having a having a great great time with that and podcast of the week i want you to go check check out paranormal dads or so strange with andy myers former guest on the show and paranormal dads eddie fossler another former guest on the show i absolutely love those guys i have a blast talking to them i have a blast listening to them so go check them out thank you for listening all the way through guys and talk to you on the next one